Hi, this is Mom Knows Everything, and I'm Mom, but you can call me Erin. I'm here to answer kids' questions, one who, what, when, where, or why, at a time. Today on the show... Hey, do you believe in ghosts? The short answer? Yes. I grew up listening to my grandma tell the story of a pact she made with her brother over and over. It wasn't one of those irritating stories, the kind that induces eye rolls from every person sitting within earshot. It was fascinating. Jane and her brother John were curious about death. When would it happen? What would it feel like? Where does one go afterwards? Unfortunately, the living aren't much help in answering questions like these. So, they made a pact. Whoever should die first would come back and let the other know what it was like. Jane lost her brother in 1969. By then, she was married to Bill and together they had four children in their home on Carnaby Crescent. Jane would sit on the sofa in their living room, watching the neighborhood carry on through the bright picture window. Her little Scottish Terrier, Kurt, curled up at her feet. From where she sat, the houses all looked back at her. The street was open and she would watch cars as they pass. The front drive leading to the porch introduced visitors as they approached the house. That day, the sun was shining, the garden was in bloom, and the street was quiet. No cars passed, and no visitors walked up the drive. And yet, that little Scotty dog heard someone at the door. Stirring from sleep, he scrambled to the front hall, barking incessantly at the silence. Then, as though the door had opened and a guest was invited in, the pup followed an unseen visitor from the door into the living room and towards the television. There he sat, staring at the TV. And staring. And not blinking. Jane couldn't contain her curiosity. she just witnessed her dog have a full interaction with no one and wondered what in the world he could possibly be staring at. Rising from the couch, she followed Kurt's gaze to the top of the television. There, she found a photograph. And from the photograph, Jane's brother John smiled at her. He was happy and healthy and had come back to let her know. Like I said, to me, this story was fascinating. It was emotional. It was our family lore. And I felt and still feel deeply connected to it as though my grandma were passing a sacred gift on to me, as though she were bestowing upon her descendants the ability to make their own ghost stories come true. 
and come true, they did. My own ghost stories have been happening here and there throughout my life, even today. I could ramble on about this haunting and that spirit, but suffice it to say that no matter where I go or what I do, my ghosts are with me. I mean, they aren't generally tossing books off of shelves or leaving cryptic messages in the mist on the bathroom mirror after I've showered, but they are certainly always with me. I often think of my Grandma Jane, and when I do, I usually make a point of saying hello. I do the same for any of my loved ones that have passed. I even do it for people that I've never met. You see, when I first put in an offer to buy the house that I've since made a home, someone else beat me to it. The house was sold, and I had to keep looking for a place to live. Then, a few days after I thought I'd lost that perfect little house, I got a phone call. It was my real estate agent asking if I was still interested in buying the house. <laughs> I said, of course, but what happened to the man that put in the original offer? Well, it turned out that that man had been in a motorcycle accident and passed away. The woman selling the home was happy to accept my offer now that her first deal fell through. It felt weird. Maybe a little like I was taking advantage of someone else's loss? But I bought the house. I've made it our home. And I thank that man every time I think of him. It's these people, whether I knew them in life or not, that have shaped my life. And I am proud to walk alongside their ghosts. As it turns out, roughly half of us believe in ghosts. But those beliefs range a lot. Some people think that ghosts are the spirit of someone trapped between life and the afterlife, perhaps trying to button up some unfinished business. Others believe that ghosts are like a recording of someone's life destined to replay over and over throughout time. Some say that ghosts are more like guides, showing us the journey through our own lives to help us follow our destiny. And still, others believe that ghosts can be downright nasty characters, spilling drinks and stacking chairs and stomping on floors and pulling all other manner of poltergeisty activity just to ruin your day. Beyond our thought processes that lead us to our belief, there's also the fact that, depending on which part of the world you're in, anywhere from 20 to 40% of us can claim to have had a ghostly encounter. And, just like our differences in belief, there are also huge differences in what we perceive to be a paranormal experience. For some, it's as simple as a door opening on its own. Some have dreams of the dead and feel it was a friendly visit. And for many of us, it's not so easy to explain. It's the fine hairs on the back of your neck standing up. 
the eerie feeling that you're not alone or the dark corner of a room that just draws your eye for no reason. Unsurprisingly, ghost stories go back centuries. The idea that our spirit is separate from our physical body is ancient. In fact, funeral rites across cultures have been built on the belief that if we treat our dead with the respect they deserve, their spirits will rest easy and leave the living alone. Our death traditions are so old that it can be tough to shake the beliefs that they underscore in a society. But let's be real here. Has anyone ever in the history of the world gathered scientific foolproof rock-hard evidence of ghosts? No. And for that other half of the population, the half that doesn't believe in ghosts, this is really important stuff. The scientists of the world have yet to devise a way of collecting any sort of data on ghosts. There is no definitive photograph of a ghost. No test tubes filled with ectoplasmic ghost goo that can be studied. And no proven way to communicate with the dead. Yes, there are many people who claim to have all of this evidence and more. But the simple truth is that every time someone has tried to employ the scientific method to study the supernatural we've come up short. There are just no consistencies to tell us that ghosts definitively exist. That kind of means that either we're just not equipped to detect ghosts in any way and may need to wait for more technical advances in science, or that ghosts simply don't exist. Whether you fall in with the believers or the skeptics, it's kind of a bummer that we haven't learned any more about ghosts now than we knew centuries ago. Then again, maybe that's half the fun of it. Some of us love to get the shivers from an especially spooky story. Some of us love to suss out the details and debunk the supernatural. Wherever you fit, own it. Your personal beliefs are part of what makes you, you. If this episode got your cerebellum sizzling and you'd like to learn more, I recommend checking out the show notes and clicking on the link to explore the amazing library at Epic. With over 40,000 ebooks and audiobooks to choose from, you're bound to find out more about our natural and supernatural world. Click on the link today to start your family's free trial on Epic. Mom Knows Everything is an independently made podcast, and your support is so appreciated. If you enjoy the show, subscribe on your favorite podcast provider, and don't forget to rate and review. If you'd like to learn some fun facts or get in touch, you can reach out through Facebook and Twitter at Mom Knows Why. Feel free to say hi and ask your burning questions. You never know, your question might just be on the next episode. Thanks for listening and join us for our next question where we won't take I don't know for an answer.